All right, Shaf, we're back. I'm back. You're back. We're back from vacation. Man, I miss this podcast. It's it's like putting on an old pair of shoes. You know, they're stinky, but you love them. That's what that's what I like, Shaf. I don't like that sound, but I kind of do. <laughs> anyway, did you remember to play Horizon Forbidden West on the PlayStation Five? Um, Horizon Forbidden West. Yes, Horizon Forbidden West, the highly anticipated sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, oh. out on PlayStation Five now. Oh, um, this is awkward. Uh, I thought you said take a dump on my chest, and so that's what I've been searching, like on Google. I've gotten really, really, like really deep into the results on on taking a dump on your chest. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm something of an expert on it now after all the research that I did because you asked me to do the research on that. Don't know what to say other than that's not what I said. I said we're going to review Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Well, since I've already searched whores taking a dump on my chest, um, can, can we at least talk about both in this episode? Yeah. Good. <laughs> this episode is rated E for everyone. Every chest. Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has great tech. We move up Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day. We're gamers too. We play for fun. I'm Trekkie proud. Phasers to stand. Film and TV. Our force is strong. Geeks so to speak. Where you belong. Geeks so to speak. 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 Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. I'm talking movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, you name it. And we are going to talk about it. Now, my name is Shoff, and I represent one half of this dynamic duo. Uh, The podcast uh, uh, pinnacle, if you will, of geek culture. So, uh, without further ado, let me introduce to you my very best friend, the wonderful, the amazing, the incredible, the forbidden love of mine. And by love, I mean bromance, of course. Give it up for the wonderful Wonder Rob. What's up, everybody? I'm back. Shaf's back. My chest is undumped. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank, because Shaf, man, he was he was raring to go. He had his pants around his ankles, and I said, no, 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 no. You know, it's nothing Please a shower no. can't take care of. That's all I got to say. Hey, if my if I won't let my wife do it, I won't let you do it either. <laughs> that's just my it's my rules. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a fair rule. That's that's a very lenient rule. So I, I dig it. 
<laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> so uh, thank you all so much for joining us. We're back. We were off last week. Both uh, Wonder Rob and I were both on vacation. Um, I was in Washington. Wonder Rob was in, was it Newport Beach? Uh, yeah, let's just say that. Okay, he was in Newport Beach. <laughs> uh, he was in SoCal. We'll just go with that. Um, and uh, I was on vacation, but I can't remember. Like I, the whole time I didn't know what city I was going to, and I did, and I still don't. Re- I don't even remember what city I was in. Oh my gosh! It's just I just went somewhere. I just put it in the GPS <laughs> and went. <laughs> Sounds like a great vacation. <laughs> it was good. It was so memorable. <laughs> we'll talk about it at the end of the podcast. Uh, yes, yes. If we have some time, we hope to uh, give some life updates since it has been a couple of weeks since we've had a chance to connect and geek out together. Now, um, this is episode 189. We are recording this on Friday, February 25th. Uh, and ideally, the podcast is, uh, usually go out the next day. So um, all things planned and going according to plan, we can expect uh, this episode to go live in your ear holes by Saturday. So uh, with that in mind, uh, as the uh, episode art gives it away, we are going to be talking about Horizon Forbidden West, the new video game that just came out on all the next-gen consoles. Um, and... We had a few days to play it. I kind of wish I had more time to play it, but we both got back from our vacation and we immediately like jumped in and started playing this game. Uh, But we also have a ton of geek news to talk about. And uh, and and yeah, I mean, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate that. Um, If you get a chance, please, please, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, whatever platform you like to listen to us on. If the platforms give you gives you the chance to rate us and review us, we would love that too. Uh, Wonder Rob and I live for your reviews. Uh, in fact, uh, it gets us so excited that we in turn want to get you excited. Um, and so if you leave us a review, we'll give you a sexy shout out on the podcast. It, it's good for all parties involved. That's all I got to say about that. Um, <laughs> now some really big news in the past week, just in, uh, in the geek, so to speak world, uh, we have grown by leaps and bounds. So uh, Geek, so to speak, is now ju- not just a podcast. It's a podcast network. Uh, and in, in doing so, we've opened our, our doors up and now we have some spinoff podcasts to help sort of dig into other facets of geek culture on a, on a much more detailed uh, and uh, granular level, like a you just like taking the microscope and, and focusing in on something. So uh, we have a Star Wars short form podcast called The Holdo Maneuver, uh, and that is hosted by our very own Cinemark, uh, formerly our corrections department, uh, as well as Vactor of Vactor Loves Comics. So they uh, they meet weekly, and it's about 30 minutes for the podcast episode length, and uh, they talk about all things Star Wars. So if you are, uh, if the force is strong with you, then this is definitely a podcast you're going to want to check out. Um, Wonder Rob, have you had a chance to listen to Holdo Maneuver? As a matter of fact, I listened to the very first episode. I know they've got two in the bank right now, or two that are ready to go. I haven't had time to listen to the second one. Okay. I have listened to the first one. Kudos. Yes. Kudos for being the inaugural podcast outside of Geek So To Speak, that is, of the Geek So To Speak podcast network. Yeah, Excellent. Um, their first episode was uh, Boba Fett, and the second episode was uh, Last Jedi. Uh, 
So I think next week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it might delve into something anime related. So uh, I, I don't want to spoil or steal their thunder, but um, that is something to look forward to. Uh, as well, today was a, a, a big day for for me because uh, my spinoff podcast uh, with Vactor called Trechnological uh, debuted, and we put our first episode out, and that is a Star Trek uh, short form podcast and uh, just allows us a couple of Trekkies to get a chance to, to chat about all things Star Trek. And uh, um, next week we'll be starting our recap review of uh, Star Trek Picard season two. Ooh-wee. So very much looking forward to that. We'll be doing a week by week episode uh, recaps and reviews. And then um, as the content just continues to to go with Star Trek because there's a lot of TV shows coming out over the next year. Uh, if there's any lulls, we'll be reviewing movies or going back and watching the uh, the original series, Next Generation, all that stuff. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Excellent. Yes, and then Wonder Rob, I, I, I don't <laughs> want to even uh, uh, say this, but if you would like a chance, you can go ahead and talk about another spinoff. Oh my God! So wait a minute, you're telling me we've got not one. Not two, but three spinoff podcasts <laughs> in the Geek, so to speak, podcast network. This is wild. It's crazy. Yes. A third podcast premiered today as of recording a little podcast called The Sandbox Gamers, starring myself, Vactor from this very podcast, and friend of the show, Jeff W. And I'm sure you can put together what the podcast is about based on the name, where the Sandbox Gamers, of course, meaning it's a video game podcast where we're talking all about the video games that we're currently playing and all the latest happenings, all the scuttlebutt in video game news. And again, the first episode just dropped. It's available pretty much wherever you get your podcasts and on Anchor. And uh, it's going to be a weekly podcast, uh, we think. We'll see. Well, we're gonna, we'll, we'll figure it out. But it's 90 minutes of gaming goodness. So definitely check it out because you're gunst to want to be in the know, if you know what I mean. That's the Sandbox <laughs> Gamers, boy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to that one tomorrow. The reason why I don't want to listen to it yet, I told Wonder Rob this, um, uh, they also uh, took some time out to talk about Horizon Forbidden West, and I did not. Among be other spo- things, among other things, but I did not want to be spoiled on Wonder Rob's thoughts on the game. So that's why I'm holding off my my listen until tomorrow. So, uh, but I am looking yes. forward to listening to uh, Sandbox Gamers and listening to Jeff W's um, Dave Franco impression because he's he's a uh, spot on <laughs> Dave Franco, uh, even if he doesn't not not even know that he does it, he does it. Um, See, Jeff. W always struck me as a Matthew McConaughey type guy, but you know, maybe well, we'll have to have somebody come in and settle that argument. <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> but um, I don't think there's any other planned spinoffs in the near future. But I think three is is sufficient for the, for right now. For now, for now, <laughs> you know, we're 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 getting ambitious. You know, we've been doing this podcast for gosh six years now. Yeah, uh, and this podcast has grown so much. Since we initially started it. it, in fact, our 200th episode's coming up. It's right around the corner, Sean. It really is. It's it's creeping up on us. So you know what? I'll I'll save the the memory lane talk for the 200th episode. But sit, just no, you know, we've got 
we've got grand plans and that's all everybody <laughs> yeah. needs to know. Yeah, we just continue to get bigger and better. And and that's all thanks to our listeners for continuing to come back every week and check out what we have to offer. So thank you so much. Um, now, without further ado, I definitely want to get right into the geek news because we got oh, yeah. a lot to talk about. And, uh, and we also want to make sure we have plenty of time to talk about Horizon Forbidden West and... Because it's been a couple of weeks, I would love to catch up with Wonder Rob and find out what's been going on in his life. So, yes. uh, so without further ado, Wonder Rob, let's get into it. Let's get into some of that geek news. Geek news. Nude news. Nude news. All right. So, um, we slightly changed up the format a few episodes back, and now we're, what we're basically doing is we've picked out three stories apiece, and then we've also got a whole bunch of other uh, geek news headlines that we're going to go ahead and read in sort of like a lightning round after we go through our, our chosen articles. So, yes. Wonder Rob, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share your first article. Who, me? Oh, Who, you? me? Oh, man, I'm, I'm out of practice, man. A whole week off feels like a lifetime. <laughs> it really does. Like I even forgot. Usually, I'll look at the the agenda way in advance, but I didn't remember until like an hour before <laughs> we started recording. <laughs> Luckily, I was able to add probably the biggest news story in all of geek news uh, over this last week and probably of all time uh, because the very first pictures of Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic have surfaced, Shaf. That's right. You may know this. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you know this because I am I probably didn't let you miss it as soon as the news hit me. They're, they are making a Weird Al Yankovic quote-unquote biopic for Roku of all places. We reported on this in the past, and you know it was a little tough for, for me to see at the time Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic because, well, he's Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, or he's the guy with the two guns duct taped to his hands in that one movie. Or he's the dead body that uh, is floating around and, uh, you know, whatever that movie was. <laughs> was it the same it was movie? Like, <laughs> it was like Weekend at Bernie's, but yeah. he was the dead body. It, and, but anyway. Uh, Paul Dano rides him or something like that. I don't, I, f- I forget, yeah. Lucky bastard. Anyway, that might have been part of my uh, <laughs> part of my searches. Uh. <laughs> Sick. Uh, but anyway, the first official photo shot of Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al has come out in this promotional image. You can see Mr. Radcliffe as a young Yankovic shredding away on his signature accordion. Daniel Radcliffe had this to say: "Wearing the Hawaii. Oh, I'm going to say it like him. Wearing the Hawaiian shirt is a huge responsibility." That I don't take lightly, <laughs> and I'm honored to finally share with the world the absolutely 100% unassailably true story of Weird Al's depraved and scandalous life. <laughs> How was that? That was great. That was great. Uh, Here, that I want to try. I want to try. There will be no foolish accordion playing in my class <laughs> Weird Yankovic Mr. Yankovic the accordion player who lived <laughs> uh, Weird Al had this to say I have no doubt whatsoever the actual Weird Al said this I have no doubt whatsoever that this role 
I can't even say it without laughing. I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the role that future generations will remember him for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite thing Weird Al has said about this movie, and I might have even said this quote when we reported on the movie the first time, but it's so good I'm going to say it again. Weird Al says, When my last movie, UHF, came out in 1989, I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 33 years, like clockwork. (laughs) I'm very happy to say we're on schedule, and I'm absolutely thrilled that Daniel Radcliffe will be portraying me in the film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. Of course, I'm just talking about a picture here, but he... These pictures of Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Man are something else. Like it looks like it looks like the Halloween costume I had like three years ago. Like I just found a wig at Party City, <laughs> found the fakest mustache I could find and slap it on, threw on a Hawaiian shirt, and I was good to go. And that's what <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe looks like in these pictures, man. But I'm I'm looking forward to this. This might be the the reason I even download the Roku app because I didn't even know it was a thing. Up until Ugh. the story broke. Do you think he looks like Weird Al, though? I mean, he just, I mean, it looks like he, really bad cosplay to me. Like He looks like Weird Al, but he doesn't look like Weird Al. Like, he looks like Weird Al in the same sense that I looked like Weird Al when I dra- dressed up like Weird Al. But he doesn't look like Weird Al. Nobody looks yeah, like Weird like Al. He looks like Weird Al if Weird Al was on like some crime show where they were doing a reenactment. And like they were showing like what crime Weird Al committed or was the victim of, and so like they needed an actor to play Weird Al. <laughs> That's what he looks. Also, like. Weird Al is six six foot or six foot one, I think, and Daniel Radcliffe is a solid five foot three. Yeah, like I think he's shorter than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're so right. So, that. but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, e- either way, I'm I'm looking forward to this. So keep an eye out for uh, Yankovic. I don't even know what this movie's called. I don't know if there's a name for this movie yet, but the Weird Al movie coming soon, everybody. The Like I said, the top, the most pressing geek news story of the week, if not the year. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, moving on to some additional uh, geek news. Also in the, I would, this is not technically movie news, but it is movie news only in the sense of its relationship to a movie. So specifically, um, you know, the Super Bowl happened uh, while we were on vacation. So some of our geek news is also going to touch on some uh, some articles or some uh, reveals that happened during the Super Bowl. So uh, shortly before the Super Bowl, there was a teaser from none other than the DeLorean Motor Company. Oh, really? And they teased the return of the iconic car. The future was never promised. Reimagine today (laughs) oh my gosh the delorean is coming back but not only is it coming back it has evolved how has it evolved because the first two letters of the word evolved are ev electric vehicle this is going to be an electric car the new delorean and we're going to find out more about it this year so if you go to delorean's website Uh you put in your name you put in your email address they're going to let you know any more details you know shaf I did that. I put my name in there. I put my email address in there. I was like electric DeLorean. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I prefer the I type, uh, type, type shop. I put my email. I said, 
dumpsonchest at gmail.com. And oh, no. <laughs> and then I, uh, I just, you know, put it out in the ether. So as soon as I have more information about the DeLorean, the updated DeLorean, uh, you know I'm going to be talking about that on the podcast. Because, you know, Wonder Rob, I know you have an electric vehicle, mm-hmm. but I would yeah. like to have an electric vehicle too. And if I'm going to get an electric vehicle, why not do it with some style? I got to see what this looks like. Hold on. Do they have a picture of the no. concept art so or anything? It's, it's a very like, the teaser is very carefully done with, it's like wrapped in darkness. There's just like a little bit of light on the gullwing doors that open up uh, on the side. So um, it's, it's, it's enough where you know what the car is, but you definitely cannot make out anything else. So uh, they're keeping it pretty hush hush right now, but uh, we know that it's going to be coming out. Uh, later this year, or at least more details will be available later this year. See, I would only really be interested in it if it looked identical or pretty darn close to the original DeLorean. Because the the Tesla Model X, which is not the model that I own, but the Tesla Model X is practically a DeLorean already because it also has the going door. It's true, it does. Right? So I would... Maybe I just prefer the de-evolved version, <laughs> Cretaceous, Cretaceous. <laughs> of, of the DeLorean. Oh, the original DeLorean, my benevolent dictator, as it were. As it were. <laughs> a little Super Mario Brothers for you guys. This is a geek news podcast after all. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the DeLorean originally came out in 1981 and 82. And in 82, that's when the company went under and totally went bust. So... Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but we've got like 40 years of, of a gap between when this originally came out. So phew, prime time to bring back the DeLorean, in my opinion. You know, it'll have a commercial with Doc with uh, Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown in it or Michael J. Fox or something to that effect. Oh, yeah. Or they'll, they'll get Biff and be like, flying DeLorean. <laughs> Electric DeLorean. I haven't seen one of those in... 40 years. <laughs> Cover it in manure. Hey, manure! <laughs> oh, and then they'll, they'll get Goldie Wilson's character and he'll be like, electric vehicle. I like the sound of that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's actually not bad. They need to cast I think we... us to, to write this commercial out. <laughs> yes, cast us to write it, everybody. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. That's, that's actually a really good idea for a commercial. So I hope they're listening and they cut us a check. We'll allow, you know what? They don't have to cut us a check, but we will allow them to sponsor all future episodes. Boom. Of Geek, so to speak, podcast. Boom. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to some actual geek news. Okay. <laughs> this week. Well, wait. I take that back. The Weird Al thing was real geek news. Uh, so and so was yours. So this is just more geek news, everybody. Um, you're aware that there is a Morbius movie coming out, Shaf. We have uh, poo pooed on that idea for all, almost three years now, probably. Um, and Sony's extended Spider-Man movie universe that they're working on. Well. The Craven the Hunter movie, Shaw, is coming out, supposedly. I'll believe it when I see it, but it's coming out, and they have cast a major Spider-Man villain in this movie outside of Craven the Hunter. They cast the Chameleon. Ooh. The Chameleon. Uh, White Lotus's Fred Hetchinger, friend <laughs> of the show, will play uh, Sergei Kravenov or Craven the Hunter, uh, his half-brother, Dmitry Sim... 
Simigiel, better known as the Chameleon. That's all you really got to know is that he's the Chameleon. Don't worry about his last name. Uh, Isn't <laughs> it like Johnson, Smir- obviously. Smirjikov or something like that? Smirjikov. That's again, sounds like your Google history. <laughs> Shaf. <laughs> Quit bringing that up. Smirjikov's uh, so good. So obviously right now it's unclear how much the chameleon is going to factor into the plot of Craven the Hunter, uh, which is, you know, unknown. The The plot of the movie altogether is unknown right now. But we do know that we're getting this movie with a bad guy that nobody asked for and another bad guy that I wish was in an actual Spider-Man movie. So there's your news, Shaf. That's pretty much all you got to that's all you got to worry yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, if they introduce characters like this, I feel like eventually Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man is going to interact with these characters. I mean, with Sony and recognizing the multiverse, I I think, I just think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Speaking of multiverse, uh, Sony Pictures Motion Picture Group president Sanford Pantich said, it's still unclear how Kraven the Hunter will connect to Sony's other Marvel movies. Uh, We really don't think our 900 characters as the Spider-Verse. We have a Marvel universe. The volume of characters we have, you know, wait until you see the next Venom. You don't miss Spider-Man. It's exciting if they do meet, right? There's actually a plan. I think maybe now it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed. And I think when No Way Home comes out, it, more will be revealed. I think quote. it's a really bad idea to direct people's attention to Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really bad selling tactic. <laughs> well, that's what he did. It was, it, you don't miss Spider-Man. It was exciting. It, it, we got part, Woody Harrelson. What part okay. of it was exciting? Tell me that much. That movie sucked. Uh, yep. I'm, I didn't even see it, and I know it's bad. That's how. <laughs> Shaf saved me. I don't remember why I didn't see that, but I didn't. I, I definitely got to step out of that bullet's way for that one. Uh, but anyway, so you're going to get some chameleon in your Craven the Hunter. Two great tastes that taste great together, hopefully. Yeah. But probably not. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, keeping things in the movie news, uh, also in Marvel uh, movie <gasps> news. Marvel? So, and, you know, probably the biggest week that we ended up missing some geek news from. But it, we would be remiss. We would be totally not the geek news podcast that you know and love if we did not talk about the trailer that came out during the Super Bowl for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. This trailer was bonkers, next level, amazing. Um, the amount of times that I climaxed uh, oh my God. from this trailer, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to discuss those numbers because too damn high. Too damn I told high. you to knock when I'm watching the <laughs> Doctor Strange trailer. <laughs> Don't just come in my room. <laughs> Uh, but there is so much going on in this trailer. I'm, I'm not going to go through it because it is not technically like the the, the newest of news. But um, there there was some recent conversations in chatter because in the trailer uh, specifically, there is a soundbite that happens when Doctor Strange is being uh, handcuffed and presented, uh, basically escorted by a bunch of the Iron Legion, like um, yeah. Ultron bots, um, and he's presented to a council of characters and. Um, they're all shrouded in darkness. You can't really make out anybody specifically, although sure. it looks like Mordo is probably one of them. Um, 
But some some long haired Mordo. That's how you know. Yeah, some dreaded. He's got dreaded dreads. Out. Um, but there's a voice that you hear during this trailer, and he says, "Maybe we should tell him the truth." Or I forget exactly. I can't quote it. But anyways, um, the point is, the voice sounds eerily familiar, especially to someone like myself, a Trekkie with a Star Trek uh, spinoff podcast. Quick plug for technological. Uh, but anyways, um, the voice of Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, a.k.a. Professor Charles Xavier. So uh, a lot of people are thinking that Professor X is in this movie uh, and is featured in some sort, some form of cameo and perhaps part of a version of the Illuminati uh, in this Multiverse of Madness movie. Now, of course... Patrick Stewart has been um, on the press junket. He's been promoting the upcoming release of season two of Star Trek Picard. And uh, during his interviews, one thing that keeps coming up as questions is stuff related to the Multiverse of Madness trailer. And Patrick Stewart continues to laugh off any suggestions that he's in the in the movie. Something we've seen before. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> He's got some <laughs> some pretty funny ways that he's sort of dodging this bullet and not answering this question. Um, one of the ways he says that it's it could be a, an impersonator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another way, and most recently, uh, he in an interview, they were saying, "Hey, I gotta ask you, um, was that you in the Doctor Strange trailer?" And his response was, "Who's Doctor Strange?" <laughs> <laughs> Was that a pretty good impression? It <laughs> was pretty good. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. Engage. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> he is not. He's not. He's tight-lipped on this. He's not going to give us the uh, the goods. He's not going to tell us for for reals. But thankfully, we won't have to wait too long uh, to find out the truth about whether or not Professor X is in this movie. You know, maybe he. You could give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he really doesn't know he's in it because. <laughs> This guy didn't know he wasn't he was uncircumcised. <laughs> this is true. This is so true. <laughs> I think I know. That's so oh funny. Oh my gosh. That Every time wild. that clip shows up, like lately for I don't know why, maybe it's cuz of the hype around Patrick Stewart in this movie, but that I've seen that clip like 3 times. On TikTok, like different people posting it, and I give it a like every time. Oh, like, yeah. This is so funny that this guy didn't know if he was circumcised. <laughs> and uh, next to him, I Hugh think Jackman I is losing it. Hugh Jackman is like losing it over that. Hugh Jackman's like, I'll check. Let yeah. me check. <laughs> He's like, yep, tastes good. And also, you're not circumcised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sick. Sick. Get out of my mind, Charles. <laughs> we are the future, Charles. Not them. They no longer matter. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't wait. I can't wait to see him in this movie. It's so many impressions I, in this episode so far. I hope uh you're not wrong. I hope when Doctor Strange sees Professor X, he goes I can't do a Doctor Strange impression, but he goes, What do they call you? Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what please. Please, I would love that. Give him the classic line. It's classic, everybody. <laughs> classic line. Um and speaking of stuff that we missed last week this isn't on the agenda shop this is an impromptu geek news what? article oh my gosh that i'm pulling off the top of my dome i'll allow it because because last week also there were leaks quote unquote leaks 
for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. Oh, that's right. By Seth Rogen, which both of us have forgot to put on this agenda. <laughs> uh, and you you mentioning stuff while we were gone is what made me remember it. Oh, like, yeah. Man, because so, so many things happened while we were gone. Uh, but anyway, so the the concept art for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie with Seth Rogen came out, and they have a very cartoony look. Like they're definitely back to their quote unquote original style, not like the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon right now, where it's yeah. definitely a, a a take on the on their looks instead of <laughs> how they actually look. But I'm curious to get on the record. What do you think of this? And if I know we're talking about a picture here on an audio medium. So anybody who's listening to this, if you haven't seen those pictures, uh, just Google it. Seth Rogen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You'll see it. Yeah. You'll see the art. Yeah. Uh, but what what do you think of this? I'm dying to he- get your opinion on this, Sean. Uh, well, uh, I made it, so uh, uh, I like it. <laughs> I said, Shaf, not Seth. Get oh, out of here, Seth. Sorry. Sorry. All right, gotta go. Um, no, <laughs> gotta, uh, do, gotta smoke some four twenties, <laughs> and uh, yeah. gotta gotta blaze some grass. Gotta uh, roll some doobies. <laughs> um, the here, so I really like it. First of all, the best way I can describe these this picture, if I remember correctly, it kind of has a little bit of a colored pencil sort of look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it it is um, concept art. Yeah, so we don't know if it's the final look. I, I, I hope it is. It kind of it reminds me a little bit of like colored pencil meets claymation is the best way I can describe it. Um, it looks really, really cool. Um, I'm totally for it. You can tell they've taken some elements from other other forms of the turtles. Like, for instance, Raphael has like more of a, a head bandana, like mm-hmm. completely enclosing his head versus just the 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 eyepiece. Um, yeah, it looks like Donnie has braces. No, Leonardo. It oh, was sorry. Leonardo. Leonardo has braces. Donnie has glasses, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's the nerd. Yeah. He put glasses on him. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing these glasses, just to you know, propel <laughs> you this, this geek situation. No. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm not wearing glasses, because I'm an Adonis. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like the way they look, and... I'm looking forward to this movie. I, I want I want a really good Turtles movie. I want we'll get one. Movie. We'll get one, man. The only thing I take issue with is Leonardo with braces. Because like, who's putting braces on a Ninja Turtle? Like, that's not a thing. Yeah, how did they get yeah put on in the first place? Right? But that leads me to what I was going to say. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm from the internet. I read the scuttlebutt. I read the forums. And the, the rumor for this movie is... That the origin of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that you are familiar with, that we're all familiar with, is not exactly the same in this. That instead of four baby turtles growing up into being Ninja Turtles after hit with the use, that the these are four teenagers, human teenagers that get turned into turtles. Oh, uh, what do you think of that? I don't know. That's just the rumor. That's the scuttlebutt online. Nothing. None of this is confirmed. So maybe they already had ninja skills then too. <laughs> they were four maybe. teenage ninjas who <laughs> got turned into turtles. Oh, what if this is a sequel to Surf Ninjas? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, Surf Ninjas four. Oh, Surf Ninjas, man, that was a great movie. 
So we've got this one to look out for. And then there's also going to be another live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles down the down the line, too. So we got we got some turtles. It's a good time to be a turtle fan. You could say I love being a turtle, as a matter of fact. Um, that wasn't my official next news story shot, but I did want to talk about it because yeah. uh, it's in the theme song. We love Ninja Turtles. Anyway. I'm going to switch over to some video game news. Some video game news that is hot and fresh and tasty for you, Shaf. Uh, Sony has finally revealed the PlayStation VR 2's design. Mmm, beefy. Yeah, so it already announced uh, the the controllers. Uh, that was in March, I think. Um, and it confirmed that it would be called the PSVR 2 in January. But now they have the actual design of the VR headset, which looks pretty much identical to the old one, in my opinion, um, <laughs> which was super rad. Remember when you came over to, to come to Disneyland? Uh, we visited Galaxy's Edge, and I slapped that PSVR headset on you. Remember how cool that was? Uh, it doing was Richie's Plank Experience, and now it's hot garbage. It really is. Shaf, it's poo-poo on a stick, the PSVR 1. Uh, not the design, but just the, the VR headset itself. But the new design features have the similar black and white color scheme as the PlayStation 5, and it features the same broad design as the original PSVR, like I mentioned. The new model also brings enhancements, though. This is what's important. A lens adjustment dial, a new venting system, slight reduction in weight. Thank goodness. I can't be walking around with a two-ton brick on my head. And it has textured PlayStation icons hidden in the front and the back bands of the headset. It also supports haptic feedback. The headset does. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So you're going to be hood. You're going to get your brain tossed around a little bit on this one. Uh, it has eye tracking, so the focus of where you're looking at always stays in focus. Uh, 4K HDR 90 slash 120 hertz frame rates, uh, and a field view of 110 degrees, and it connects to the PS5 with a single USB-C cable, as opposed to the 30 cables and, not to mention, outdated controllers and camera that you needed for the first PSVR. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and... I'm going to talk about this now instead of when we talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, it's one of the the um, killer apps that they're touting for this is Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is specifically built for the PSVR 2 and, and will open the doors for players to go deeper into the world of Horizon. Wow. Uh, with this, and I, they haven't announced this yet, but I, I think it would be a stupid move if they're not getting Half-Life Alex on this thing. I think if they got Half-Life Alex and this Horizon game, this would be a must-have for all people who are new to VR and people who are used to VR like us. Um, so I'm, I'm psyched for this. No, no official release date, no price point yet. Um, but this is going to be something that's a badass. Sure. Very exciting. As you uh, should be. I haven't played my Oculus in, in some time. And that's, uh, that's really my bad. There's no other good reason for it. Cause I mean, there's still plenty of games coming out for it on a regular basis. I just, um, I, I'm so consumed right now with PS5 stuff, and you know I got an Xbox. That's right. Oh, 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 Shaf. <laughs> we did. Oh, we'll save it for the end. Shaf got an Xbox Series X, you guys. Finally, yeah. Uh, and we're he, he didn't even mention it, but during the life updates slash recommendation sections after our Horizon talk, we'll talk about Shaf's 
Serious X because I'm I, w- I want to talk to him about it. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, uh, so I think that wraps up all the geek news. Uh, Shaf, no, we got. I don't we think got, there's anything else. There's one more. There's a mystery article. So I gave yeah. up my third story to make mm-hmm. room for this mystery article. So yes, uh, on the I, agenda it says in all caps, Rob, do not click this link <laughs> till we record. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, without further ado, Wonder Rob, I want you to go ahead and click this. Okay. I'm allowed to open this. Yes. Am I reading the article or are you going to do it? Uh, I will add to the article, but you go ahead and, and, and just, I want your reaction as you, as you read about it. Okay. Let's go. A magnificently elaborate weird Al pinball machine is coming with 17 of his best parodies. Oh my goodness. With a career spanning of forty year, over 40 years that includes 14 studio albums, five Grammy Awards, a TV show, a movie, Weird Al <laughs> just re- revealed his greatest accomplishment to date, a Weird Al-themed pinball table called the Weird Al's <laughs> Museum of Natural Hilarity, packed with his musical parodies and endless inside jokes. Oh, my God, dude. Look at this thing. So this thing is like 11 grand. Oh, my God. Um. I, I watched the video. The video is like a minute 55. So it's not super long. And it's it's crazy uh, because it's got all of his music, all the big hits. Mm-hmm. And then it's also got a ton of sound effects of like him reacting to like what's happening with the pinball. So it's it, it would be like Weird Al standing next to you just beyond jazzed and excited about everything that's happening in the game and him yeah. just narrating it. <laughs> this thing is wild. It is crazy. Now the the songs. I took a screenshot because in the uh, in the it's like two minute trailer for uh-huh. it, it does share what songs, and the article does not share them. So I want to share them with you. So um, the songs are uh, there's 17 of them. So it's fun. Okay, zone. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rank all the songs. Or I'm gonna give you. I like almost all of Weird Al's songs. I'd okay. say 99 of his songs. I I will listen to. Fully. So, I, okay, hit me with this. Okay, first one, Fun Zone. Great song. It's it's. There's no words to it, but it's a it's a favorite of mine. Like a Surgeon. Classic. UHF. That is my favorite Weird Al song, or <laughs> one in my top five, my top five Weird Al songs of all time. UHF. Uh, here's one that I have fully memorized. White and Nerdy. Of course, classic. Shaf's <laughs> got a fully memorized. That's what you call an inside joke. <laughs> uh, mission statement. Okay. All right. Weasel, Off his latest album. Weasel Stomping Day. Weasel Stomping Day, of course, of course. It's like a 40-second song. <laughs> Sports song. Sports song. Interesting. Okay. Songs <laughs> off his latest album. Uh You Make Me. That's a good one. That's okay. an underrated song. Germs. Also an underrated song. That's a a, a pastiche of um corn. Oh, okay. Uh, dare to be stupid. A classic Devo, yeah. a Devo pastiche. Uh, we've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise. Oh yeah, Amish paradise. You can't have a you can't have a a weird out thing without that. Yeah. Uh, word crimes. Word crimes. Okay. Always good. Right. My Bologna. Oh, everybody loves my Bologna. I have something to say about that song, actually, but that's going to be saved for the life updates. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't even... I'm, I'm very, very curious. You've, it's that, you, that, that's just coincidentally. <laughs> you're going to talk about your Bologna. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll sue you. Okay. 
Not not one of my favorite Weird Al songs. Okay. Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Traffic Jam. Oh, that's a deep cut. Okay. Yeah. And this is probably one of my personal favorites. Traffic Jam is a uh, Prince pastiche shop. Oh, interesting. Okay. So this next one, this is the last one on the list. Uh, this one is one of my personal Weird Al favorites. Hardware Store. Hardware Store? Oh, man. That's a good one. Like, Weird Al... He, the thing about hardware store, let me get, let me get off on a tangent real quick. Hardware store is uh, nuts. That's why I love hard, it. it. It's, it's so musically complex. Yeah. And it shows off how funny he can be, but how, how musically talented he can be. And he, dude, he, there's this whole part in the, the middle of the song, the bridge of the song where he's just listing everything he yeah. sees in a hardware store. And this guy can, it's, it's not a rap song, but he's up there with like, the the best rappers of all time the way he spits out all these things oh like, agreed for real um and one of my favorite genres on youtube uh when i'm when i need a laugh is i will look up people react to weird al like people listening to weird al songs for the first time and hardware store is one of the ones that all these people are almost always listening to <laughs> and when it gets to that section, you should see these people's faces. Like their jaws drop. Oh, yeah. And their eyes bug out of their head. Like it's, I get a real kick out of watching people <laughs> listen to Weird Al and listen to that song for the first time. It's a, it's a weird thing that I watch, but I, I really enjoy it. I've seen maybe like 40 of them. That's awesome. And it's, it's great. <laughs> I was hoping that when, when we saw uh, him in concert, uh, that, that he, he would, would perform do that. hardware store, but he was doing super deep cuts, so he didn't play any hardware store. Plus, and I think it's probably that song, like so hard to play. Yeah, I th- I think that's one of those ones that is probably too complex to actually yeah. play live. Yeah. I would assume. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's so wild that you had added that story about uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Radcliffe as a Weird Al, because I had already had this article listed in there, and so <laughs> I almost I almost had you read it earlier, but just because it was a perfect segue. But I was like, I'm gonna wait. I want to I want to wait for this yeah, pleasure delay. So <laughs> you got got to edge. We were edging towards the end. <laughs> we were got to edge that geek news. <laughs> Weird Al edging. We're, I'm gonna write that down for the show notes. Weird Al edging. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, um, then that uh, that covers our particular chosen stories. I think right. Yeah. That's okay. it. Okay, so now I'm going to do a, a real quick uh, run-through of some of the stories that didn't make our cut for what we're going to talk about, but just read some headlines, other things happening in geek news. So, um, the early reactions to the Matt Reeves Batman movie are uh-huh. saying that Robert Bat-Bat-Battinson uh, <laughs> is going to be considered your new favorite Dark Knight. So, Wonder uh-huh. Rob, I hope you're prepared to have a new favorite Batman. Well, we'll see you next week. I'll tell yeah. you if that's true next week. Yeah. Um, there was some Star Trek sequel news that shocked some of the cast, including Chris Pine. Uh, basically, uh, if you want more details about that, check out Treknological because we talked about this article. Um, but Ooh. yeah, more or less, uh, they announced another Star Trek film and none of the cast knew it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So just wild, just wild. Um, moving on, the Marvel Netflix shows, including Daredevil, are headed Disney Plus in March. That's great news. Bad news? It's not happening in the US. <laughs> yeah. 
So go figure on that. Um, yeah. You only have like three more days or four more days to, to catch those shows on Netflix before. Yeah. So if you're going to binge something, Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. If you're going to binge, binge into this. <laughs> That's from a movie, right? Yep. 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 It's a, it's a airplane. Yeah. It's from World of Wayne. <laughs> World of um, okay, so moving on to TV news. Uh, so Peacemaker had its finale, and uh, spoilers for Peacemaker. If you are not caught up on this, you'll want to fast forward like 15, 30 seconds. Uh, but more or less, uh, they had the Justice League cameo, specifically... Oh, Wonder Rob, you haven't watched this? Wonder Rob is covering up his ears. What? <laughs> I haven't finished Peacemaker yet. Oh my gosh! No wonder he wrote spoilers on the geek agenda. <laughs> it's all right. It's I couldn't get away from what the the, the surprise at the end. I'm saying like, like if you if you watch TikTok, you've already been. Spoiled. Yeah, I couldn't get I couldn't get away from the the okay. surprise at the end. But I have uh, two the last two episodes to watch still. Okay, dang. Okay, but well. go ahead talk about it. I don't care. <laughs> so basically, uh, in the finale, uh, the Justice League show up. Uh, mm-hmm. and well, portions of the justice league, we see wonder woman, uh, we see Superman, we see the flash and we see Aquaman mm-hmm. absent from this scene is Batman and cyborg. But we find out apparently there's some uh, rumors going around that Batman and cyborg were cut from the cameo. So that's interesting. What are you doing? Warner brothers? What are you doing? <laughs> um, and, uh, what, is also really interesting to me is that the flash cameo sort of came together, uh, pretty organically. Um, James Gunn is currently in production for guardians of the galaxy volume three and believe it or not, Marvel and DC got together and had, uh, basically the flash had uh, Ezra Miller, uh, AKA the flash come on set and they filmed his cameo while on the set of guardians <laughs> for the DC. Nice peacemaker show so uh so that was pretty wild um i won't go into any more details because i don't want to spoil wonder rob on all of it but yeah the those characters do appear it is funny and uh it is uh, so worth it so um so yeah so look forward to that uh if you're not caught up on peacemaker um hopefully i didn't spoil you sorry about that no i was already spoiled okay oh you were talking to them sorry yeah who cares yeah, about yeah that? fellow geeks uh <laughs> and, and the last <laughs> the last bit of news that we have for you is some video game news uh cyberpunk 2077 you know remember that game remember that really yeah. great game? oh i remember <laughs> Uh, I think it was Geek, so to speak, so worst game of the year. It won the Geeky Award. Um, anyways, yep. uh, in the wrong. game, uh, apparently uh, CD Projekt Red uh, has been sort of tweaking the game here and there. And one of the things they've been tweaking is the romance aspect of the game. So much so that now NPC characters that you have like a thing with are sending you normally they send you like romantic text messages. That's normal. Like they, they send you like flirty messages here or there and they get sent to your phone. And that was one thing I really hated about the game with not the flirty part, but the fact that your phone was blown up every five seconds, you're getting a text message. I'm like, yeah, I can barely handle the discord chat on my real phone. Now I got (laughs) to deal with my artificial fake phone in a video game blown up. Like I don't have time to check my emails. Like that's crazy. So, but anyways, now you have a, a, a more um, an incent, more of an incentive to check out these text messages because in addition to flirty text messages, now NPCs are sending you nudes. <laughs> They're legit taking selfies 
uh, of them <sighs> themselves God. naked and sending them to your phone in the game. So if you uh, are into that kind of thing, then you'll want to start playing Cyberpunk 77. And after you play 20 hours and get to the title screen, then you might actually get to enjoy <laughs> those moments. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i don't know if that's enough to get me back into it uh unrelated i promise wink wink i've sort of s- sometimes been thinking about getting back into it now that they've been patching and patching and patching the game but that is maybe the straw that broke the camel's back yeah yeah maybe. i don't know it's not enough to get me back into it plus i don't even own it anymore <laughs> That's I was true. one of the lucky ones who was able to get a refund. <laughs> yeah, you got a refund a week later after our review period. You're like, yep. nope, send it back. Yep. Don't care. Not do it. <laughs> Not do it. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's our geek news for you. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to switch gears. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, the rest of our Geek So to Speak staff have a few things to say. Of course, Uncharted came out recently in movie theaters. And so our very own Cinemark uh, took some time out to go see it. And he has some thoughts about it. So without further ado, let's hear from Cinemark with his segment called In Review. We'll be right back. Hello again, my fellow adventurers, and welcome back to another In Review with Cinemark. Today we're going to be talking about the 2022 film Uncharted, which is an American action adventure film directed by Ruben Fleischer, the screenplay by Rafe Lee Judkins, Art Markeum, and Matt Holloway, based on the Nolan North starring video game series of the same name from Naughty Dog and Sony Interactive Entertainment. It stars Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg as his mentor Victor Sullivan. And the film is the first feature production of Sony's PlayStation Productions. Now, Uncharted entered development way back in 2008 with producer Avi Arad stating that he would be working with Sony Pictures to develop a film adaptation of the video game series. It entered a complicated production process with various directors, screenwriters, and cast members attached at various points. Filmmakers David O. Russell, Neil Berger, Seth Gordon, Sean Levy, Dan Trachtenberg, which is Wonder Rob's favorite member of the Totally Rad Show, and Travis Knight were initially signed to direct. Around December of 2009, Nathan Fillion expressed an interest in playing Nathan Drake and started a campaign on Twitter to encourage fans to support him in the endeavor, and would actually later go on to star in a short fan-made film based on the video game series in 2018. Wahlberg was also set to play Drake in early development with Robert De Niro as his father and Joe Pesci as his uncle when David O. Russell was signed on to direct. In an interview with IGN, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg said they were asked to write the film multiple times but declined all of them. After Wahlberg, Chris Pratt was also approached to portray Nathan Drake, but he also declined the offer. In May of 2017, Holland was cast as Drake and Fleischer was hired as the director in early 2020. Principal photography commenced in March 2020 before being quickly halted because of, you know, the global pandemic that started around that time. Resuming in July and finishing that October of 2020, with filming locations including uh, Babelsberg Studio in Berlin and on location across Spain and Southeast Asia. My son Patrick and I uh, recently saw the film. We were both big fans of the video game, and this film was right up my alley. It's like National Treasure. Indiana Jones, The Goonies, and The Mummy, uh, the Brendan Fraser Mummy films, had a baby. It's a perfect mixture of action, adventure, and comedy. It pays tribute to the video games it's adapted from and its action sequences, while also giving them a very nice nod of fan service as well, uh, late in the film's runtime. So with this, I would say greatness comes from small beginnings, just like Geek So To Speak, and fortune favors the bold. So back to Sir Shoffman Drake and Wonder Rob Sullivan, who I know at least one of them 
would enjoy this movie. Much like Bacter, who loves the video game series as much as his wife loves Nolan North. Back to you guys. All right, so Cinemark had a chance to watch uh, Uncharted. Did you get a chance to see Uncharted yet, Wonder Rob? No, um, I have not. It was coming down to we're either watching Uncharted or we're either playing Horizon Forbidden West this week. Yeah. And we came to the consensus that we're playing Horizon Forbidden West. So, no, I did not see Uncharted. Uh, I am currently playing the original Uncharted, uh, Uncharted Drake's Fortune, on the Geek So To Speak YouTube page. Shout out okay. to the Geek So To Speak YouTube page. Um, and that's more than enough Uncharted from me right now. Uh I'll just leave it at that. But uh, the the videos are are very funny, so check it out. It's a it's a person playing the game 15 years after they came out, saying what it what even is this game? Uh, Vactor, who our our resident Uncharted uh, uh, fetishist, says that each each one after that is better and better and better. So I'm work I'm working my way through it on YouTube, and it. Maybe, just maybe, I'll start the second one after I'm done. Wow. But Dang, you're committed. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, um, three video game videos a week, Shaf. You got you to make that happen, you know. <laughs> uh, Cinemark mentioned Brendan Fraser's Mummy movies. And mm-hmm. when he did that, I immediately thought, I have to share my Brendan Fraser impression. So, Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got so, one, too, actually. So you go first, and I'll go second. Okay, so Brendan Fraser, uh, this was like... In his prime, Brendan Fraser. Not Brendan Fraser okay. now, but Brendan Fraser back when he was an action movie star. Okay. He was always screaming. He's always yelling. Every scene, he's always yelling. Um, there's that Journey to the Center of the Earth or whatever movie that he mm-hmm. did. Um, and The Mummy. Uh, so here's my impression of him. Ready? <clears throat> okay. I'm ready. I'm closing my eyes and I'm picturing it. We're still falling! <laughs> That's my impression. Thank you. <laughs> that was a match up. Okay, so I'm going to do my Brendan Fraser impression. This is also in his heyday. Um, picture him as a high school student, not of this era, but of a, the caveman era. I was going to say, is this Encino Man? Who gets unfrozen by the weasel and Sean Astin, um, and he is seeing modern-day girls for the first time, and he notices modern-day boobs for the first time. Okay. This is Brendan Fraser in that situation. Again, a caveman seeing boobs, modern day boobs for the first time. Gazunkus. <clears throat> and scene. <laughs> here's here's some modern day boobs for the first oh, time. Oh, for the uh for the audio listeners. Shaf is holding up the Lady Dimistru. I I still can't say her name. The, Dimitrescu. The, the, Dimitrescu. You know, mommy step on me from uh from Resident Evil 8, Resident Evil Village. The big the big booby mouse pad that I gave him. People on Twitch got a got an eyeful just it's now. for my carpal tunnel. <laughs> I, babe, I need this. This is essential. It's, to- it, it's good for my wrist. Gosh. um all right well thank you cinemark for getting a chance to check out uncharted he did ask us he 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 gave us a call to action he said which one of us would love the movie and i'm guessing it's you (laughs) shop probably it does i mean i love national treasure uh we're gonna steal it we're gonna steal a declaration of independence um i love the goonies movies hey you guys 
Um, all great. So I probably would enjoy it. I did want to see it, but I just knew this week was going to be wild and very busy. And uh, after coming back from vacation, it just it wasn't in the cards. So hoping I will get a chance to see it maybe next week, uh, just for the sake of seeing it in the theaters. Um, but uh, I'm glad Cinemark had an opportunity to, uh, because he is our cinematic expert and go-to guy when it comes to that stuff. So, so thank you, Cinemark. We appreciate you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, with that, let's, let's move on to our, our next, uh, geek, so to speak, staff member, Vactor of Vactor loves comics. He's our comic book expert. And, uh, he is going to talk about the comic book that he's been reading this past week called death of the inhumans. We'll be right back. Aw, yeah, it's time for another episode of Actor Loves Comics, the show where I love comics and you should too. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about a little series called Death of the Inhumans. Now, this was a series from 2018 written by Donnie Cates, art by Ariel Olivetti with colors by Jordi Belair, letters by Clayton Cowles. So I have never been a huge Inhumans fan. I've also never been a huge fan of the Cree. But Donny Cates has been killing it for the last couple of years in comics, and I've just now been getting caught up. So I wanted to share this one for all of you listeners out there and for you, Robin Schaff, because here's the premise behind this. This is what caught my attention. Black Bolt. Now, if you don't know, the Inhuman Black Bolt is probably the most famous one. His power is any sound that he makes from his mouth basically can kill you. So... He does not talk. His main form of communication is sign language. But when he does talk, oh, there's a reason for it, bebe. And this one is a good one. So the Kree have gone on a murdering spree. All of the Inhumans are at, are at war, basically. Join or die is the message that gets left behind. And Black Bolt turns into John Wick in space. That's it. That's all you had to say. I was sold. John Wick in in space and if you're familiar with john wick you know that there are some dangers ahead for puppies but at the start of the book you see all of the inhumans that are murdered black bolt takes down their names he writes them in a little notepad and we're, we don't know what he's going to use that for then near the end of the first book you see oh the way that he's going around you know getting his revenge He's just reading off those names of every inhuman that was killed. And that's basically those are the bullets that he's going around killing people with in space. So that's all I needed. John Wick in space. Black Bolt going around being a BA. And that's all I needed to know that Donny Cates has done it again. Death of the Inhumans is a comic that Vactor loves. So Robin Shaw. You guys fans of John Wick? All right. So Vactor uh, says that Death of the Inhumans is like John Wick. Well, is, is like Black Bolt as John Wick in mm-hmm. space. Sure. In space. I think the Inhumans already died when the TV show aired. Shop. <laughs> so I don't know why they made this series. I saw that TV show, the first two episodes. I saw that in the theaters. 
I went you to the silly theaters bastard. to see it. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. Rough. I think Geek, so to speak, episode like five or six. Yeah, is you, j- just thirty minutes of you going, "This is bad." Let me tell you why. <laughs> like I was, that was before I was on the show. It's so bad. Yeah, I mean, this the way he talks about this comic book series, though it, it does sound interesting. Now I'll tell you this: he mentioned that it has John Wick qualities, and said because puppies die and. The only dog related in human that I know of is Lockjaw. And if he's saying mm-hmm. that Lockjaw dies in this comic book series, I'm rioting. I'm rioting because Lockjaw is cute, adorable, and can teleport. What more can you want from a dog? So uh, clean up its own poop. That's that's gonna be some those are some big piles of shit. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, that those would be some really big turds. <laughs> or he's one of those. Is Lockjaw one of those big giant dogs that takes he's a big huge giant dog, dumps, yeah. but also eats his own poop? Ooh, that would be convenient if he did, because then we wouldn't have to clean it up. Yes, <laughs> it's disgusting yet cute and adorable <laughs> at the same so, time. Um, I'm currently reading a Doctor Strange uh, comic book series from I think 2015. 2015, 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Jason Aaron is the uh, writer of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm on like issue 13, 14, I think. Um, And I think by issue 20, that's when Jason Aaron steps down from his like writing duties uh, of the uh, of the run. But so far, I'm loving it. Uh, uh, (laughs) Literally, the last episode, last episode, the last issue I read, um, Doctor Strange had gone into his astral form. Uh, and Dr. Strange has gone into his ass. <laughs> troll form. <laughs> troll form. Um, shrunk himself down and then went, and went into his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, just about. He went the other way. He went down his esophagus, crawls oh. down his esophagus uh, into his stomach because um, he was in like a hell dimension and Satan's daughter, Satana, uh, had shoved a uh, like a demonic piece of bacon down his throat forced him to eat it and it was basically like killing him from the inside so he turned into his astral form to go down into his own belly and fight the demon uh and then find a way to basically bring the demon back out through his mouth so i'm glad they went that way and not the other way but with this comic book series, you never know. It's it's a wild, wild uh, tale for Doctor Strange, but I'm loving it. It's kind of crazy. So, <laughs> ba da ba ba ba, Shaft's loving when Doctor Strange goes up his own ass. <laughs> ass <laughs> troll play. Um, yeah. So, anyways, are you reading any comic books right now, Wonder? Uh, I'm reading. I'm catching up on some Daredevil. Oh, comics nice. right now um trying to get up to devil's reign which is the current daredevil arc in oh, marvel okay. comics right now but but instead of hopping in at devil's reign these you know these comics marvel comics they try to make it so you can just jump it at any point but i'm like man i just love daredevil and i'm on a daredevil mood daredevil's back in the mcu yeah i just want to read daredevil stories so i've, I've gone back to um I've gone back to the story arc that's before Devil's Reign, and I've been working my way through that. Is that Chip Zdarsky? Is he the writer mm-hmm. of this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I the only reason volume... I didn't say his name because I wasn't sure how to say it. No, that's okay. So, I have volume so one of that series, um, and yeah. I remember starting it, but I didn't get very far into it, so I'll have to get Yeah, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's it's very good so far. I'll get more thoughts on it as I get further along. Cool. Uh, but I am enjoying it. Awesome. 
Well, folks, uh, that is our uh, first half of the show. Uh, we're going to take a, a very short break. And uh, well, first of all, thank you, Vactor, by the way, if I didn't say thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, send, uh, send us your your thoughts on Death of the Inhumans. It sounds like something I want to check out because uh, Black Bolt does have the potential to be a cool character, just not on TV. <laughs> uh, watch, him, so, yeah. watch him be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Well, he won't say anything, so he'll be on the Illuminati. Call it now. <laughs> Got something to say? Mm mm. Mm -mm. Uh, okay, so we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to be uh, digging into and talking about Horizon Forbidden West. We'll be right back. And we're back. That's right. We are back, and we are talking about Horizon Forbidden West. Just came out on all the next-gen consoles. I'm playing it on PS5. Wonder Rob, what are you playing it on? <laughs> PS5, the only console it's out on. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> See that that's how that's that's the filthy casual that I am uh, is I didn't know that. But no okay. no no, it's cute. It's it, it's cute, Shaf. You know, it's charming. It's part of your charm. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I want to be I want to be charming. Charming is a good thing to be. Uh so yeah, this game just came out. It's the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which I have not played. And Wonder yeah. Rob, I don't think you have either. I have not played it. Well, I, I take it back. I, I have played it, but I count it as not playing it because I, I played it, but I didn't get past the tutorial oh, okay. of that game. Because as you know, or as you, well, maybe you don't know, but it did come out around the same time, like in the same area, the same release window as Breath of the Wild. Ooh, yeah. It's hard to compete Nintendo with Nintendo Switch. And yeah. you know me, I'm a Zelda boy, so I had to get into Breath of the Wild. So I just didn't choose that path or i started the path but didn't finish the path because i wanted to get into breath of the wild and then i just never went back and then i even bought rebought the game shop the complete version on pc so i could try to play it before the sequel came out and then i just never did that <laughs> so that's just <laughs> sitting in my steam library right now so i'm pretty that's sure how that goes i'm pretty sure on it's available like just included with like the playstation uh, like yeah. greatest games or something like that. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's, it's in there, but I yeah. still bought it on PC because I got that ultra wide. Shelf yeah, and I wanted I to. I wanted to experience on the ultra wide, but I have not opened it. So that was I just took that fifty bucks. I lit it on fire and I laughed. I said, "Ha ha ha! Take that money. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back and play it. We'll see." Well, um, yeah. So initial. So how, how many hours have you clocked so far in Forbidden? Uh, Eight. Eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have like five. That's how much I was able to, to fit in. Um, I thought I was going to have more than that, but it just didn't work out. But I do feel like I, I having played five hours, I still feel like I've got a, a, a decent, solid understanding of the game mechanics, even though I know there's a lot of upgrades that I might not be familiar with and things like that. So um, I feel like the first two hours sort of is really just a tutorial. If Oh, yeah. I didn't I mean, get to I, the to the the title screen i think because i've been recording each playthrough that i've been going through and i think not till the third video i made yeah <laughs> i didn't hit the i didn't hit the title screen so now i think part of me feels a little rushed in this game and i'll tell you why um <laughs> it's elden ring's fault <laughs> elden ring uh, came out officially last night and that's true and i 
uh, downloaded it. It's It's been waiting on my PS5, but I haven't yet played it, but only because I was focused on Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Sure. But knowing that this Elden Ring game is coming out, I felt so much pressure to try to like get a lot of time spent in Horizon Forbidden West because Elden Ring is going to be that game that's like, hey, Jimmy, you... Uh, you want to play me? You want to play me? <laughs> and I'm going to be like <laughs> torn. I'm going to be I'm going to be torn between two two great, very immersive games. So um, it's the and timing. I'm dying to hear your thoughts on Elden Ring. I know it's too soon, but I know what type of game Elden Ring is. And I'm dying to get your take on it. But, uh, that's neither <laughs> yeah. here nor there. Yeah. Well, I haven't touched it yet. So, yeah. So we'll but the the hope and plan is that next week we'll be talking more about Elden Ring. But um, but yeah, so for Horizon Zero Dawn, I definitely felt the pressure of you know, playing this, but knowing that I've got this other game that is also equally demanding of time, uh, that I don't like, how am I going to fit all of this in? So (laughs) I I felt like strange about that. And, and the game wasn't what I thought it was going to be when I first started playing it. And I Mm -hmm. told you that, I remember we had a brief conversation. I was like, you know, I'm not sure if I like this game. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, surprise, surprise. (laughs) So you say almost (laughs) every time. Well, I thought this game was going to be like, they tell you, oh, you can have, you can choose to make the game more exploratory by taking away more Mm -hmm. of the HUD, things like that or whatever. Yeah. And so I went that route and I was like, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be like very open world, uh, lots of exploration, you know, kind of do your own thing. And I start playing the game in the first two hours. It's not open world at all. It's very confined. It's very on. I don't want to say on rails, but I think yeah, that's it's kind just of, it's like it's not open world exactly, but it's like small open areas. But you don't have you don't get to explore. Right. I guess is the best way. It to reminds describe it. me in that sense of like God of War. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was you know, confused about that. But then there were elements of traversal where you were doing lots of climbing, lots of vertical, um, uh, sort of gameplay. And then I was like, okay, this is now like Assassin's Creed. Uh, and you've got all the interesting, like knowing what you can climb to and stuff like that. So there were elements of other games that were great games. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try and give this the benefit of the doubt. But the, the combat felt slow. It, I was like, is this really what it's going to be like? I, me just firing my bow off at at machines like it didn't mm-hmm. at that point i hadn't really engaged with the combat too much i was trying to stay back and be a ranged hunter and sure. not, i didn't even i didn't even know i had a, a spear <laughs> 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 initially i was like i accidentally pressed one of the trigger buttons and i suddenly started throwing out my spirals oh shoot i have another weapon cool <laughs> so the things just kind of happened and then so I, you took I, off the hud and like did it like did it tell you how to do things because I didn't, I chose not to go the headless option, because oh. I hadn't played the first one really, and I was like, well, I, I'll get a feel for it. Because I'm, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm, I'm sure it's an option you can turn on and off uh, in the settings. Probably, yeah. So I was like, it, I'm gonna get a feel for it first before <laughs> I decide to go headless. Yeah, I, I regret going headless because I definitely felt very confused and wasn't sure what I was doing. And uh, there was a lot of focus on traps and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm not 
really the type of game player to set traps. Like, that's not my thing. I kind of just prefer to, like, run in guns blazing. <laughs> like, that's yeah, kind of yeah, my yeah. style of combat, which you can still do, but the game does benefit you and make become and the combat becomes a lot easier if you really try to match up the right weapon against the right machine. So um, so that was something I was trying to figure figure out, and I don't even know if I still have it figured out at this point. But, um, but right weapon the- versus the right machine is a good way to 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 put it. Uh, it's a lot like Pokemon. Yes, where you have, and that's something I figured out about hour seven <laughs> into <laughs> the game is that you'll. Well, actually, before I talk about this in particular, how what area of the game are you in? So. Um, well, spoilers for people playing, I guess I should say, but, oh yeah, we're going to be talking about the, the game. I'll get into the story and some of the, the, yeah. the technical aspects, but um, we'll get there. So there is this, uh, sp- the spire that you mm-hmm. are, um, that you, is that the town of Meridian? I think. Yeah. So, uh, there's a spire that is like a very tall building in Meridian mm-hmm. and it fires off a signal. And it goes yeah. off towards the Forbidden West. And so that's mm-hmm. telling you that you need to go find out where the, that signal went. And so you start off on your quest. And there's a whole lot of stuff that happens in between. But I am at the point where I just got to where the the signal was sent. Sure. Uh, so okay. I swam to the spot. And I'm underneath this big, giant, like, Titan uh, machine of some kind. And that's where I saved it. So I, I haven't touched it since. But that that's about, for me... And I wasn't doing very much in the way of side quests. So that was a, a just shy of five hours, I think. Okay. All right. Um, so I've made it. Again, I'm, I'm a little further past you because, as as you can imagine, I've played it a little longer. Um, the Circling back to what you said. So the further along you get into the game, you start running into more and more of these robot animals. And where the, where the Pokemon aspect really, like, where the light bulb went off over my head was there's these like kangaroo robot animals that are bouncing all over the place, shooting electricity at you. And it's like, Oh, I scan them. Cause you have the option to scan the enemies and it can tell you about them, what their weaknesses are. And this electric animal, it's like this, this animal is uh, weak to water weapons. And I was like, Oh, cool. You know, I don't have any of those. <laughs> so, except for this water like trap bomb that I can lay down, but these are bouncing around kangaroos we're talking about. Like that's useless. <laughs> if you've seen how the other animals act in this game, you know that's useless, especially yeah. these ones that just go everywhere. So, I'm in the last video that I made in hour 8 I spent a lot of the time muttering to myself, can't wait to find water weapons. <laughs> Show me the water weapons so I can take care of these guys, please. <laughs> um, got to find them. Got to find them. So the, this game, just real quick, touch on some of the background. So this is made by Guerrilla Games, Shaw. It's a Sony studio. Um, they had primarily been doing, I think, only Killzone uh, before this. Uh, Killzone has like a baker's dozen games already has as many games as friend of the show ben songer has children oh, God. Uh, <clears throat> so <laughs> and then they switched over to this um horizon forbidden west i'm just reading off the 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 wiki here for the story 
because we're not super deep into it. Horizon Forbidden West continues the story of Aloy half a year later after the events of Zero Dawn, a young huntress of the Nora tribe sent on a quest to a mysterious frontier spanning Utah to the Pacific coast to find the source of the mysterious plague that kills all it infects. On her journey across the uncharted lands of the Forbidden West, she encounters hostile regions filled with natural threats and ravaged by massive storms, dangerous enemies, and deadly machines, both new and old. As Aloy attempts to explore the wilder and deeper parts of the Forbidden West, she discovers a vast array of diverse environmental ecosystems, including lush valleys, dry deserts, snowy mountains, tropical beaches, and ruined cities. That's really what you got to worry about right there. Um, so, I think I was on the same boat as you when I started playing this because I didn't have a lot of experience in the previous game. Yeah. Outside of knowing that it was a lot of people's game of the year contender when it came out up against Breath of the Wild. I knew what kind of game it was, an open style, but you're right. The game starts very... I don't want to say linear, but it's linear. That's the best way I can describe it. Linear without being linear. And it's and it's going through all these little things with you like, okay, here are these these bad guys. You can sneak up on them. And here's how you, you know, put your spear right in their butt and and kill them. <laughs> uh, and now you have arrows. Scan them and you can see their weak points. And they'll stand up and look around and you just shoot them in the chest or wherever the weak point is, and it makes it a lot easier to beat them, right? And then the further along you go in this tutorial, you're like, okay, here's your grapple. You can grapple places, and now you can jump, and here's these bad guys, and so on and so on. And then finally you get out of there, and it's and the game says, good luck, <laughs> because I've never been so frustrated at certain points with, with the, the combat. There's there was this one part that I was playing. It's so you, it's a little after where you're at right now, and it it might just be an instance that I happen to run into on the map. I, so I don't know if it's something that everybody run in, runs into. Okay. But there was an instance where they these farmers were out in the field, and I forget what they were called. Um, scrapebacks, scattlebacks. They they essentially look like big bulls. Oh, bristlebacks. Uh, bristlebacks. With big curly horns that are also chainsaws, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and there's, they're trying to do the work, and these bristlebacks invade, and there's like four of them, or five of them, and they're just tearing ass up and down the area. And they have these like little acid tanks on their hips, yeah. and that's their weak part. You can shoot them in the their their little tanks, and the tanks will explode, and before you know it, the the creature will explode right sounds easy enough on paper but when you've got these animals running in circles <laughs> jumping all over the place bucking their hips seeing you out of the corner of their eye the absolute furthest corner of their eye they're seeing you and they're like kill him and they turn around and come at you meanwhile <laughs> you have you have this control setup where if you hit the scan button to scan them, it doesn't unscan them. You're stuck in scanning mode. And so you have to remember unscan. <laughs> and the button that I feel like should be run is not. It's the square button. Or the I, I keep hitting square to like run and it's not. Like you have to oh gosh, you press the the left bumper. I think it is the left top bumper to run. Uh, or maybe it's the click. I think it's um, the left control stick. Yeah, that's what it, it is. Yeah. Um, so like, it's just everything's happening at once. And meanwhile, you need to hit your, <laughs> hit your, 
hit your no the the L one pulls up the wheel the weapon wheel yeah and then you got to pick the right weapon for the the job and there's this is not a joke this will be up on the YouTube page there's one video I made that's about thirty minutes long that is only me in this particular situation <laughs> dying over and over and over and you can just see me the 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 happiness drained from my body and the frustration <laughs> gather in and i've played some frustrating games and i'll be i'll be i'll stick with it like death's door you've seen like when i had to fight the grandma on death's door where there's a video of me dying uh, over yeah, and you, over you've got the patience YouTube. of a saint when it comes to that but, kind of stuff but man this one was really getting to me um but the further along you play the more weapons you're getting that makes sense for these scenarios uh like i got the acid arrows i don't know if you have that yet i have acid it. arrows um i have like that cold grenade like a yeah i forget yeah, you have like slingshot or something yeah exactly Yeah, it's like a little slingshot um, um i have like a trap that it's like a balloon trap that you put on the mm-hmm. floor and smoke bombs yeah so i got those two and then i've got some more traps like i've got a water trap i've got an electric line like a trip line the trip wire i do have that too yeah um and so the further along you go you know you're unlocking more and more of these things but that circles back to what i said about the kangaroos where it's like these things will f you up dude and i'm like i wish i had the weapons to fight these guys but i don't so every time i see them i'm just like bye yeah oh and let me tell you about these kangaroo robots not only well, they F you up. But if if they see you and you manage to evade them, but you're still within their presence. And when I say within their presence, you're like 100 yards away from them. You're like, there's no way. <laughs> I've, I've, I've successfully navigated this. I don't have to worry about this anymore. They scan the area and this big giant wave of light passes through and it's like, Nope, there you are. And they come after you. Oh it's an, gosh. it's an awful lot. Like in, um, death stranding where you would get far away from the, the, the rival, uh, porters and they would scan the area for you and they know exactly where you are. It's a lot like, it's right. It's a, a lot like that. Um, now I'm, I'm complaining, but, this isn't a bad complaint. This is just like, God, I need to get good at this <laughs> type of game because I am enjoying the game. Uh, it's I'm eight hours in and it's a game. You know where you, you'll start playing a game and it'll just click the right way and you'll be at work. You'll be driving. You'll be keeping your child alive. And you're like, <laughs> I wish I was playing this game. I'm like, man, I got a Jones. I'm just sort of feel like playing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That feeling yeah. you get. Like, I've been getting that a lot with this game because I feel like the further I get into it, just just little by little, those doors are opening up that make that are starting to make sense. And it feels like I really should have had all this at the start. But it's one of those things where you're just unlocking and, you know, you get your your skill points and you can unlock the uh, your skill trees and combos and you get better at things. Um, But, yeah, that's been my main combat experience so far no yeah um i I find that i i only realize (laughs) i find that i only realize better strategies after the fight is over oh yeah (laughs) like uh there is one of the initial boss battles you have is that cobra right big cobra yeah Mm -hmm. and like he when he's like the biggest thing that you you face and he's much much larger than anything that you fought up until that point and he's fast and he's 
slithery because he's like a snake and everything. And <laughs> I'm a like snake. A, he's like a slither. Little I'm a robot snake little snake. snake. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Alo. I'm a snake. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so he's moving really fast, and you know, at that point, I don't even feel like I had it figured out about how to block or how to how to dodge and things like yeah. that. So I'm just running like an idiot and I'm collecting all these berry trees because I, I'm like, cause you're dying. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I mean, I've only died maybe twice total, but, and I didn't die during that boss battle, but my, my health kept dropping. Like I had to keep eating the berries. I was eating a lot of berries. There was a lot of crunch berries sure. happening. Um, but, uh, it wasn't until after the, the the fight was over that I noticed that there were like environmental things I could have used to my advantage to help like take down this guy's health. Um, there was also parts of him that had f- fallen off and those were like guns that I could have used, like an energy blast gun against him. Yeah. It would have made quick work of this, this, uh, this Cobra. Uh, but I didn't realize it until I had downed him. So, um, and that was just me like firing off just basic arrows at him and having to craft more because you know you, you run out of them well uh, so consider yourself lucky that you even realized it because i didn't realize it period <laughs> until you told me and i was like what <laughs> you're telling me i could have beat that guy easier because i had the almost mirrored uh experiences you where i was just like dying and getting destroyed <laughs> by that thing Mainly because of the controls, because I kept scanning him and it's getting stuck in scanning. Mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, man, that would have made the, get the game a lot easier. <laughs> As the game has progressed, I have been enjoying it a lot more, especially once it opens up. Once you start to really get to explore, and it really feels very uh, open world game. It's, it first of all, it's a beautiful game. The game is the game looks gorgeous. great. Yeah. Are you playing it in fidelity mode or performance mode? You know, I didn't personally choose a setting, so I'd have to go back in and look. So it's fi- it's fidelity. I think okay. by default it's fidelity mode. Okay. Uh, so it's emphasizing, just in case anybody out there doesn't know, fidelity mode is emphasizing the resolution and the graphic, the graphical output. Okay. Um, and performance mode is focusing on the frame rate with a lower resolution game. Gotcha. I haven't felt any issues with frame rate. Still, in if if I'm in fidelity mode, I haven't felt any problems with it. So it seems pretty smooth. Um, the machines are really interesting. Have you also, have you mounted a machine, Wonder Rob? Have no, you, uh, I have not. I have oh, not attempted to ride Everything's any, been uh, on foot for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I overwrote, overridden, I don't know what you want. I overrode <laughs> a, uh, uh, one of those, uh, what are they like? Mountain, mountain goats with the big old like yeah. horns or whatnot. They look like so, rams almost. Yeah. Rams. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, so I, I like reprogrammed it so it was a nice, <laughs> nice machine, nice robot. So <laughs> I haven't I even like, tried that. I'm gonna. I should, ride I should you. try that. <laughs> so uh, so that's been making my traversal faster. But I also feel like I'm skipping a lot of side quests, and I'm only. I felt like I was doing that strictly because I felt this time crunch. I was like, I wanna, I wanna get further in the game. I wanna make sure. I, like, but then I was like, if I spend too much time on side quests, I won't get very far in the main campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, so I, I felt like I was skipping a lot of stuff and I don't know if I'll be able to go back to it. I wonder if from a story perspective, if some stuff just you are now too advanced 
to be even, you know, attempting these missions or something like that. I'm not sure. Well, you're you're at a point where you're gonna you're heading towards the next city, burst or, or not Bristleback, chain chain scrape or or something. I think that's what it's called, chain scrape. Oh, um, I've been there. Yeah, I've been to chain scrape. Oh, okay, so yeah, I mean, you can go. You're in that open world part, so I'm at a point right now where I don't think I can go back to that city, or at least immediately. Yeah, go back to that city. Um, but I know you have plenty of opportunities to to do what you want to do. Um, oh, actually, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can go back to that for some time because there was a point in the game where, again, I'm not going to get too much into it because I'm a little further than you, but where it's, where it asked me, you know how the game will do. Are you sure you want to go right. yeah. here? Because are you sure? No reason, <laughs> but are you sure? I've hit that when I was, um, at, at a certain point of the story. Okay. okay. Um, so I just don't know if I can go back, but I know you have lots of opportunities. I only did one real side mission where there's a cook in Chain Scrape uh, who there there's a, a particular character who's uh, extremely pompous, and you're making food for the cook who dislikes him, or you're helping oh. him make food. <laughs> so you have to like go out and hunt and get some. Resources oh right, and the stuff. boars. You have to kill the boars. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I did that one. Okay. Just I, for fun. Yeah. But I, I too have been sticking mainly to the story. Yeah. Um, here's my one issue with these side quests or, or really with any interactions with other characters. Well, there's a few things I want to talk about, but one of the things that really kind of irks me or at least slows me down is I find that the conversations just suck the pacing out of the game completely. Like, you get stuck in these conversations and they have the dialogue tree where you can choose yeah. to talk about this or that or whatever. But I find myself skipping the dialogue like a bunch. And that's and I feel bad because as a voice actor, like that's a bad thing to do. That's not really respectful of the voice actor's time that they spend in the studio recording all of this, um, you know, to be an NPC player or whatever. But I it's boring. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's disrespectful necessarily because I'm sure there's plenty of people who are, you know, in it to win it, like who, who aren't trying to get as much of this game in to talk so we can talk about it on a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I agree with the pacing. And I think I think why it's like that is I don't think there's anything wrong with the voice acting or the writing necessarily. But I think that they're emphasizing on trying to make it like a realistic conversation. They're like this isn't just a character standing there and talking at you and that's it. They're like, yeah. he's over here and he's walking and he's having, he's emoting and he's in the middle of doing something while you're talking to him, you know? And they're really emphasizing on the realism of the conversation, which isn't sometimes conducive to having a quick, like fast paced video game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a lot of them, I, I agree with you. A lot of them, I've just gone straight to the, where do I need to go? Who do I need to talk to? What should I yeah. be doing? Instead of expand, tell me, uh, you mentioned that these leaves on this tree were brown. Why were the leaves brown on the tree? <laughs> like, well, like, I didn't. Yeah, but I feel that. like I'm I'm denying myself some level of immersion that the game developer really intended, right? So, like, the experience is slightly abbreviated and lost on me because I'm choosing to do that. But I just feel like. If I were to sit through every possible dialogue tree option, 
I would I wouldn't have made it half the distance I made it in the game. Like there, the the amount of conversations that go down, it's a little bit obnoxious. And the other thing I wanted to mention, one Rob, is it seems that everyone you talk to has a crush on your character. <laughs> well, have you seen her? I mean, she she is adorable. She is she is very cute. I love the freckles. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I like her voice. I think she's badass. She's a very cool character. Aloy. LA rocks, but it is so interesting to me that every character she talks to, there's always this underlying like pining over this girl. <laughs> like they all just have this mad crush. Have you run into her. a character? I forget the, the name of this character, but I'm, I'm assuming he's from the first game, but he has a Mohawk and a beard. Varl. No, it's not. Oh, Varl. No. Uh, and, uh, Emmond or he like whatever. hurt himself like yes there's a part where you come upon him uh yes <laughs> if, if you catch me uh you come upon him and he's they're being attacked by animals and he like hop, hops up on a high platform and you have to clear the yeah i do remember animals. that yeah yeah like he especially him but he again i don't know the does. context of the character because i didn't play the first one so that could have been from the past game but yeah especially him yeah so it's, it's, she's got a lot of suitors uh, and uh you know, maybe it's just me, but every time I have an option to pick a dialogue, one that is for the heart, you know, I pick it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I haven't I wanna, even been doing that. I toy with their with their emotions. Be like, I, I forgot that you. you can do that. Like they, they showed you, <laughs> they showed you that option, and that went in one ear and out the other for me. <laughs> I was like, no, just move forward. Keep get the story going here. I want to play the game. I forgot that you can do that. I should circle back and do that. <laughs> so, I mean, so yeah, so I am enjoying this game and it is a game that I would really love to see all the way through. I did a little bit of research and it looks like the campaign is like somewhere between 25 and 35 hours. And that's oh, huge, excuse me. Yeah, that's about Yeah, that sounds about right. Commitment. So, yeah. You're going to you're going to be playing this one for a while and then Elden Ring's out this week. As of today, the recording day, the game just came out. Yeah, yeah. And it's a completely, it's another open world game, but it's it's night and day in terms of the style of game. So I'm, uh, I'm interested in, in seeing two things. One, are you going to get sucked into it? And two, how does that, do, uh, how do you react to this type of game? Um, but me, I've sort of made a mental promise to myself because I'm, I am enjoying Horizon, but I really do want to get into Elden Ring. Like, okay, I'm just going to play this one for a little bit, and then I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to go into this one because I don't want to forget about it because if I forget about it, I'm never going to go back and play it, which is tons of games in <laughs> 2021 that I enjoyed, but a new game came out, and I hopped into it and just never went back. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to work my way around this problem with this but i too am very much enjoying yeah horizon uh forbidden west the game's beautiful best looking game the P- game on the ps5 so far Agreed. i haven't played Elden. i haven't played elden ring yet but it's the best looking game on the ps5 so far um and i i am enjoying it and i would recommend it if you've got a ps5 obviously this is a must get yeah oh for sure um, I saw this bit of news, Wonder Rob. I wanted to share it because it was really interesting, interesting to me, and and it, it proves that gamers can make a difference. So, um, the obviously in this sequel, the character Aloy, she has to save the planet from a rogue terraforming system, and what has happened basically is this has created like blighted environments. There, are, uh, diseased red vines that are taking over, causing. Um, uh, famine and basically killing livestock, killing, uh, killing plants and trees and things like that. 
Mm-hmm. And it's dangerous to be around. Your character will get uh, will lose health if they're you're nearby this stuff. But anyways, is as part of an initiative in line with the game's themes, Sony has actually partnered with the Arbor Day Foundation, and they p- will be planting a tree for every unlock of the Reached the Daunt trophy. So, uh, oh, when yeah? you get when you get to that point in the game, and it's really not that far into it to get to the Reach the Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's called the play and plant program. It'll end on March 25th um, or when the max donation is reached, which is an estimated 288,000 trees. So you and I both have gotten past that point. We've gotten that trophy. So geek, so to speak has contributed two trees to the earth. Two trees, so, baby. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Good to know. Good to know. I didn't yeah. know that, but now I can die happy. Thank you, Sonny. <laughs> Softful night, see ya. So, uh, so that's my personal thoughts on Horizon for West. I'm looking forward to playing more. It's going to be a balance, a hard balance, to try and find that with Elden Ring. But I really wish these two games were not so close together. But it is what it is. <laughs> well, there's not going to be much immediately after these two games. So we'll have plenty of time <laughs> until the next that's big true. thing. That's true. Um, so, yeah. So uh, with that in mind, Wonder Rob... Let's let's get into some life updates, weekly recommendations. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so uh, my past week, uh, I was on vacation also. Uh, For Christmas, my mother-in-law very nicely offered, instead of giving physical presents uh, to the kids, she said, I'm going to take them to go do something. So she uh, got my son, my little boy, a trip to Las Vegas to go on the slots into the strip clubs. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, my boy's big into excavators and blippy. Um, and so they have this little, they have this thing in Las Vegas where you can take kids, even as young as my son, to, I think it's called Smash It or Break It um, in Vegas. Uh, ultimately, what it is is an experience where kids can drive excavators. Um, wow. And, uh, supervised, of course, <laughs> um, and smash things with excavators. It's like controlled, controlled environments, like the excavator, the smashing excavator stationary, and you get to like you know lift the boom and move That's the awesome. bucket and stuff. Um, so they went and did that, and while they were off doing that, my wife and I took a little vacation of our own. You know, we went down to Newport and uh, found a hotel. We've gone there a couple times, so we went to the same hotel that we usually do, uh, and just took a nice weekend off where i didn't we didn't do like all we really did was go to the mall and have dinner uh we picked this particular place because there's a a particular cuban restaurant that my wife just loves Uh, oh i love cuban food cuban food's her favorite and so she loves this restaurant so we just found this nice hotel that's by the restaurant and had it twice uh and i while at the mall they opened this uh toy store i don't know if you can see it behind me shop but I have really big NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles behind me. Oh, uh, yeah. The movie um, Turtles. Which two? That is Raphael and that's Michelangelo. Oh, cool. Uh, but they're the big 18-inch guys, like the uh, the cartoon ones that I got. So I spotted those there. Uh, so I picked those up as well. So now all I got to do is find the other two. Uh, but, you know, we had a nice quiet weekend. And all I really wanted, to be perfectly transparent with you and everybody... Is if my son wasn't going to be here, I, we didn't have to go to a hotel. We didn't have to go out of town. I would have been more than happy to stay here the whole time because all I really want, Shaf, is a morning where I sleep until I wake up. 
<laughs> without oh, being yeah. woken up by my child, which is a very, I know I don't have to tell you, Shaf, is a very rare yeah. instance when you have a baby or a toddler. Uh, I don't know when this phase ends where the child likes to wake up at five and wake you up <laughs> at Oof. the same time. But I was really mainly looking forward to just let me sleep until I wake up. And it's and it's great when it's in a hotel. It's not Sleeping in your own bed is one thing. But in a hotel, you close those blinds, no lights getting in, and the room is just pitch black. It's a different kind of sleep. And it was <laughs> it was very good. That sounds um, awesome. So that was just a nice, quiet a little weekend that we had nothing too crazy um and i mentioned very briefly my bologna that i, I was gonna say, to say like, about my bologna what happened with uh you your wife and your bologna well this is this is going into my week oh, I, <laughs> I think you can put two and two together if we were at, without a child and at a hotel hey, I won't i've been further asking into to that. put my bologna with your bologna <laughs> but, uh, but that's neither here nor there. That's for our the next Geek So To Speak spinoff podcast, Geek So To Speak After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, the My Bologna thing, this is my weekly recommendation, Shaf. So a band that I very much enjoy, and I'm going to tell you the name of the band, Shaf, and I think you might, you might be interested in the band only from their name. It's a band I've been listening to since high school. A band called Nerf Herder. Nerf that- Herder. Nerf herder. Scruffy uh, looking nerf herder? Yeah. Well, they're called nerf herder, but I like where your head's at. You caught the reference. They're like a punk um, nerdcore band. Like pop punk, like punk, ska, nerdcore mixed together. But I've been listening to them since high school. Back back in the day where you had to go to the, the, the music store and find CDs. You know, Um, I found this band years and years ago because I was at a point where I was wanting to find new music, things that I liked, and I would go to record stores and you couldn't just like you'd go to the record stores and you know how they'd have like the CD booths and you'd put on the headphones and you just press like, okay, CD number one and CD (laughs) number two. This wasn't one of those. I would be in a phase where I would just be looking through CDs and I would buy a CD based on the art. Oh, okay. And I ran across Nerf Herder. The album was called Nerf Herder, How to Meet Girls. <laughs> okay. And it was uh, five girls on the cover, just really nice looking girls, just looking at you. And they're all in different colored dresses and they're in outer space. And I was like, and I looked at the back and it was like high school reunion. Uh, Jenna Bush Army was one of the songs. Um, Lamer Than Lame is the name of one of the songs. So the cover and the names of the song caught me, and I immediately got hooked onto this band. And it's still a band that puts out new music and that I've been listening to since I was high school. Well, anyways, my weekly recommendation is they they have a new album coming out in April, but they put out a single, an EP, uh, this week called Born Weird, which is about... uh, them being born weird and being, you know, the weirdo in high school, listening to Weird Al, listening to the Dr. Demento cool. show. And the song features Weird Al uh, on the accordion in the song. So this rock, uh, pop, pop rock ska with accordion that's Weird Al. And it features Dr. Demento on the single as well. Oh, wow. And on the single, they also do a cover of My Bologna, uh, which I've been playing on repeat. these two songs so their new album comes out in april but i would recommend 
check out Nerf Herder. Check out their the album How to Meet Girls. I'm looking that's, at it right now, actually. So that's the that's the album that got me into them. I, every song on that album is great. Uh, there's a song about Mr. Spock. Um, there you're gonna want to listen to and check out their their newest uh, EP, the single "Born Weird." Featuring Weird Al Yankovic and Dr. <laughs> and a cover Very of my cool. Bologna. So Very that's my cool. weekly recommendation, everybody. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, um, so for me this past week, we were also on vacation. It wasn't so much like a, a pleasure vacation, though, in the sense that where you're going just to have a good time, to relax. Mm-hmm. It was we were on a mission. So uh, we are planning to move to Western Washington. And mm-hmm. with uh, my wife, Sarah, being currently 32 weeks pregnant, Yep. Um, we're on we're on very limited time in terms of traveling. So uh, so it was uh, we either go now or we don't go to really go to Western Washington and get a feel for like what city we want to live in. So uh, we had plotted it out. We did a lot of city research over the weeks leading up to this trip. And we had our cities in mind of where we were going to go check out and uh, and just see if it felt right, see if it had all the, the amenities that you look for. Like, does this city have a Target? Does this city have a comic book shop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on, babe. First things first, does it have a comic book shop? Yeah. Does it have a GameStop? What about the schools? And what? No, uh, babe. Comic books. (laughs) Okay. As long as it's got lakes and comic book shops, we're going to be okay. So, uh, so yeah. So, you know, we wanted to make sure all of our boxes were checked and, um, Western Washington, in terms of like their stance on COVID, they're definitely very fairly conservative, at least the cities that we were visiting. So there was a lot of mask wearing, uh, sure. which wasn't terrible. I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. it seems like the that's just life these days. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the nation is maybe starting to move a little bit more lax on that going forward. So hopefully by the time we move there, not everything has to be wearing a mask. That would be nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making faces because I'm farting right now and I'm oh, okay. wondering if if uh, the mic is picking up the farts. So if there was any, if there was anything weird saying just then, it's because I was farting. I wasn't I making faces at what you were saying. <laughs> okay, I, that's what I thought. I was like, oh man, okay. No, yeah, I didn't hear any farts. Ooh, so it's good. a stinky one too. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, you have to see, I'm glad this is a Zoom call. Because <laughs> uh, I know what those farts smell like. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we get there. And as I'm, every time I pack for a trip, I always overpack put way too much stuff in my suitcase, way too many outfits. And I never wear half of them. And I'm like, why did I do this? And I always do this. So I told myself, Jimmy, you're not going to do this anymore. You are only going to pack like two or three outfits. They've got a washer dryer in the Airbnb. You're just going to wash your clothes on the trip. So you don't need to bring more stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to bring a jacket. I'm not going to bring like extra layers of clothing. I'm looking at the weather. It's going to be in the 40s and 50s. And coming from uh, northern Colorado, where it's like 11 degrees, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, it's going to be nice. It's going to be fine. I'll just bring a hoodie. I'll be good. 40 degrees in western Washington is cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is way colder than I thought it was going to be. So I did not have a jacket. I just had a hoodie. And it was a thin hoodie. Uh, and I had like T-shirts underneath. So I was... I was not prepared for the weather and it, and it wasn't rainy, but it was definitely uh, cloudy overcast. So there wasn't a whole lot of sunlight to warm things up. Uh, so 
like we get in town, I'm trying to suffer through it for the first few days. Then I'm like, I, I got to go to Target. So we go to Target. I'm trying to find a jacket. Cannot find a jacket to save my life. We visit another town. I go to their Target. I'm like, maybe I'll have better luck. Can't find a jacket. None of these jackets are, are, either they don't fit me right or they just don't look good. Like they're like ugly Target jackets. So I was like, Mm -hmm. and they've moved on to like spring clothing. So jackets are like all in the clearance section and they have like, they have tiny twink sizes or they have, (laughs) you know, massive supersized triple XL. Yeah. And I'm I'm not either of those. So uh, I just had a tough time. So I was like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to keep freezing my ass in Western Washington for this week long trip. So we decided to go to the zoo and uh, the zoo is in Tacoma. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget the name of the zoo, but it was um, uh, it was mostly outside and it was kind of drizzly that day. And I was freezing, freezing, freezing. And. I had gotten to the point where I was done. So I went into the gift shop of the zoo and I was, I bought a jacket from the zoo gift shop. So actually, you know what? It's on my, it's on my chair right now. Yeah. It's show a, me the zoo jacket. It's a point defiance zoo and aquarium, uh, in, uh, in Metro <laughs> Tacoma. It's like a, uh, a navy and blue jacket. Anyways, pretty, yeah. pretty basic. but he's repping it, the zoo in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm so I'm that dad now who has like uh, a branded jacket from the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part, the best part is they had very limited sizes, too. But the size that fit me the best. <laughs> double XL lady. <laughs> no kidding. That's a lady's so, jacket. This is a lady's jacket. I'm I am a double XL lady, my friend. So uh, oh, I wow. found that out this this past week that I am a double XL lady. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know on the inside. <laughs> so, and the other news is while I was away, uh, what I ordered um, uh, is the Xbox Series X, and it finally yes. arrived in the mail. And thankfully, yes. um, our housekeeper who was also watching our uh, cats while we were away, um, happened to be home just as it was delivered because they were asking for a signature. So it was like perfect timing. She brought mm-hmm. the box inside. I was able to uh, open it up once I got back home from the trip. And uh, and thankfully, it was It was unopened. in there. <laughs> it was in there. Um, I have since downloaded a ton of games uh, for the on Xbox. Game Pass, right? You got that Game on Pass? On Game Pass. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't paid a penny on a game yet on Xbox. It's fantastic. So, um, and I've played a ton of games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've only played one game. Uh, what sea, was of it? Thieves. Sea, sea of, of Thieves. Sea of Thieves was your cherry breaker, huh? That was my cherry breaker. And it was really, it was fun. It was interesting. I realized how difficult it must be to manage a, a pirate ship by yourself. <laughs> so uh, one imagine. of these days, we're going to have to get the group together uh-huh. The geek, so to speak, staff and friends of the show, and maybe all board the pirate ship together and uh, and set out on the uh, seven seas. We can do that. Let's make a, a Sea of Thieves series for the YouTube page. That'd be fun. So, yeah. uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I down downloaded. I uh, ordered a uh, uh, headset for mm-hmm. Xbox because I tried plugging in my earbuds, my Apple earbuds, and I just got straight static. Like it didn't. Oh work. really? So I was like, okay, well that's not gonna. And I can't play games just through the speaker of the TV because I'm right next to my my uh, daughter uh, Emily's room, and she's 20 months old and would wake up, and it would be the end of my life. So yeah. 
Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. So, anyways, so that's been that's been uh, my week or fantastic my past couple of weeks. Yeah, fantastic week, Shaf. Excellent, excellent <laughs> life update and recommendation. Play Sea of Thieves, everybody. Yeah, Sea of Thieves and a bunch of other stuff too. Um, but anyways. Uh, thank you so much, fellow geeks, for listening to our episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, definitely get your hands on Horizon uh, Forbidden West. We oh, he's making that face again. I, I he, can't stop farting. I think he just farted again. Oh my god, they smell like <laughs> spaghetti. Oh god, that's not, but that's not a bad smell. If no, your, it's your farts uh, have to smell like a spaghetti smelling fart is not a terrible. It smells thing to like how they smell like how spaghetti tastes. <laughs> And it's they all sm- happening. They, no, they smell like how spaghetti tastes after it's come out of your butt. <laughs> and it's all just hitting me right now. Like my gut is just like, hey, we've been holding this all day. Wow. How about now? Like for your whole story, I've been farting. Wow. This whole this whole room is just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's happening again, Chop. Oh no. Oh, that was a loud one. Oh, but that one might have got on the microphone. <laughs> Wow. Uh, he might actually take a dump on his own chest if we're not careful. Yeah. Oh um, God. All right. Well, because of Wonder Rob's rectum, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for everyone for listening. If you're looking to find Wonder Rob on social media, uh, if you have any recommendations on fiber or things for him, then uh, you'll definitely want to check out Wonder Rob at W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Fiverr uh, because I am a freelance voiceover actor. Um, and you can find me at Shoff, V-O, S-H-O-F-F, V is in voice, O is in over. Yes. Uh, our Cinemark uh, for our in-review segment, formerly our corrections department, you can find him at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. On Twitter and Instagram. And then also on Twitter and Instagram, Vactor of Vactor Loves Comics. And his is very simple. It's at Vactor, V-A-C-T-O-R. Uh, now, Wonder Rob is doing tons of Let's Plays. Uh, he's been playing, obviously, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I know there's some Back for Blood uh, mm-hmm. uh, gameplays and uh, Superliminal. Did you beat Superliminal? Uh, the, the finale of Superliminal is coming very soon. Yes, okay. I've, I, have, I have beaten that game. And it'll be up on the YouTube page. Okay, soon. cool. Okay, uh, and then uh, I know Wonder Rob and I we haven't done anything recently, but we want to get into some scary content. Yeah, so we got some looking, scary games on the deck for me and Shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but anyways, uh, Wonder Rob streams on Twitch, and all of that stuff ends up on YouTube. But if you're looking to follow us on Twitch, it's Geek So to Speak Podcast, uh, and then same thing goes for YouTube, Geek So to Speak Podcast. Um, our website, GeekSoToSpeak.com, uh, is a beautiful, beautiful site. Wonder Rob had commissioned and we thank him so much for that. Uh, we've recently made some updates to it because we are now a podcast network. So if you go to our network page, which is just geek, so to speak.com forward slash network, uh, then you will see the other shows that are our spinoff shows. And it's a great way to just, it'll link you right to their link trees and it'll, um, that way you can go ahead and listen to those shows as well. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate us, review us and everything. And, and now we're going to try and find some time for Elden Ring and, yeah. uh, geek, so to speak guarantee is we will definitely review Elden Ring next week unless we don't. Oh, you know what? Elden Ring. Oh, next week's Batman. Next week's the Batman shop. Oh, that's right. Okay, so you know what? Then if we're Elden gonna Ring, talk Elden Ring, it might be the following week. Or no, or 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll mention it briefly, but it, definitely Sandbox Gamers. Oh, yeah. We'll be talking about it on Sandbox Gamers. That's for sure. It's it's so, on our agenda for the so next So there we episode. go. So if you're looking for some Elden Ring coverage, then definitely you're going to want to check out our spinoff podcast, uh, Sandbox Gamers. So, uh, yeah. So with that, um, Wonder Rob, any final thoughts? I can't stop farting. <laughs> I've been farting this whole time. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> it smells so bad but good oh, at the man. same time you like you know you like your own flavor that's just how it is he's got an elden o-ring over there <laughs> okay. all right with that we will see you next week same geek time same geek Giano. we love you aloy i'm farting so much <laughs> You guys are fucking lame.